Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? You are now listening to Bet your ash. Episode 64. That's Cornelius. I'm McGee. And I got the answer to the question. The question is, what are we smoking today? It's all on you. And the answer, some part of the, the series E number two. I think it's E number two. E number two. Yeah. See, I haven't had a party kids E before. Well, you're about to, my friend. So, a Cuban party kids E number four. Yeah. Number two. I mean, number two. Yeah. Let me tell you why we're smoking these. So, these are very good cigar, a very special cigar. It's a beautiful looking smoke, it is. <laughs> it's pretty sexy, right? So, a few weeks ago, one of my dearest, dearest friends, my favorite people on the planet, mm -hmm. his name is Sven. Rude Boy Sven, that's what we call him. Mm -hmm. He was in Portugal, and he was out there. Congrats to my friend Sven mm -hmm. for two reasons. First off, he was in Portugal opening the ninth location of his first brand. He now has two brands, but mm -hmm. first brand of restaurants and lounges, right? Mm -hmm. Called Coyo Taco. Mm -hmm. And the ninth location is actually the second one in Lisbon. And while he was there, he picked these up for me and sent them to me as a Christmas present. What's extra cool is that this morning at 8.03 East Coast, Sven and his lovely wife, Karina, mm -hmm. gave birth to their first kid. Oh, wow. And her name is Serena. Mm -hmm. She'll probably be a great tennis player. <laughs> and so in Serena's honor, we're firing up these Cubans he sent. Part of kids. E number two. Yeah. Would you like, do you need the mm -hmm. cutter? Here, I'll put it right there for you. Boom. Good cigar today. Yes. Today is a treat. Today is a treat. Also, we're celebrating the fact that we went, you know, we, we hit on the Neo Lock last week. We did. We did. That was good. That was a good one. We um, definitely did. And then we have this little off week before next week is the Super Bowl. Obviously, next week we'll talk a lot of Super Bowl. I'm well, sure we'll talk a little Super Bowl today. Well, you and uh, Casey came in and talked a little golf. Right? We did. We talked a little golf. Uh, what we'll do is I'll, I'll punch that in after. I'll put that into the, although we recorded earlier. Yeah. I'll put it into the podcast after we do. Or we tell everybody where we like to hang out. Yeah. You know, and so that'll be that'll be good. Uh -huh. um, but we did. We, we previewed the the golf season upcoming. Mm -hmm. We talked about this week's tournament in Torrey Pines. Mm -hmm. We smoked one of those tiny chupacabras, the chupitas. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty good cigar. It's got a lot of tingle to it. I like that. It's a, it's that dark Maduro wrapped uh, Esteban Carrera splendid chupacabras. It, yeah. It's no joke, man. That's a good cigar. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of flavor to it. And um, yeah, it was cool. And then I gave him a little, you know, I asked him, Cause you know he's a big 49ers fan. Yeah. So yeah. we did talk a little Super Bowl at the end. Mm -hmm. um, he's, I think he's the only Super Bowl 49ers fan I'm friends with. Uh -huh. So we got a we got a whole two weeks to talk up uh, what we're gonna do. Yeah, we can Super Bowl. figure that out next week as far as what we're gonna play. But we can. So this week we can bet. The Pro Bowl? No. <laughs> Let's put in our Pro Bowl picks. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Um, I found myself betting a little basketball this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, by the half, too. <laughs> the second half of the Nuggets, yeah. Wow. And then last night, the second half of the Mavericks. I find I do better on the in-game wagers because I'm, I'm feeling the flow. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm seeing who wants to be out there and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. Man, this cigar is delicious. You know, I have... I usually only smoke Cuban cigars 
as my very, very first cigar of the day. Because I can't taste Cuban cigars once I've smoked two, three, or four cigars. So they tend to be kind of mild and right down the middle. It's they it seems to me, and mild you to know medium. you know better than I do. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that the Cuban approach the Cuban like uh the dominant profile of the Cuban cigar is mm-hmm. in line with the Cuban approach to smoking cigars. It's mm-hmm. something you can smoke all day long, mm-hmm. you know, fire up one after you finish the next, yep. you know, or yep. fire up the next yep. after you finish the one. Yep. And so because of that, there's um there isn't a focus on making something extra strong or extra powerful or ever anything. You know? Right, right. I, you know, I, I mean, I love Cuban cigars and I love it with a cup of coffee. It's just, you know, once my palate gets kind of wore out, you know, by the day, what is it, you know, close to four, four o'clock PM yeah. mountain time now. Yeah. And, you know, if I was to smoke a Cuban right now, you know, my palate is just not, it just wouldn't pick it up at all. Yeah. You know, which means that first thing tomorrow morning with a cup of coffee. You're going to have I, the series number two. So I'm going to hold on. I don't want to do any disrespect to just well, lighten it up. So. I'm smoking mine right now. Yes, it you are. Is, it, it tastes really good, man. Yes, I enjoy is. it. Well, Particus D number four is my favorite uh, Cuban cigar. So the Particus E number two, I've never had before. So that's going to be a treat. That's going to be a treat. Uh, I, well, I hope you like it. I'm sure you will. I like it. Um, something. Good. What did you say? Something I've been noticing about my poker play the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I've I've, I've been watching you a little bit. I've been seeing you at the I've, table a lot. I mean, so I found that if. Yeah, you go through cycles where you're, you're like, geez, I am not hitting nothing, right? Yeah. I'm just not hitting Cold nothing. streaks, right? Yeah. And um, I just find that it seems to me what works is rather than reducing the bet or the willingness to call a bet, reducing the hands played when you're cold like that is the best way to go about it. Agreed fully. That's essentially why I took a bunch of time off. Like, at a time when I needed to be hot, I was very, very cold. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll be back, but let me take a little time off Mm -hmm. from the poker table because this sucks, you know? That's right. I mean, When people are consistently catching cards that, like, just statistical anomaly that it would happen so often that you're just like, let me step away. And you'll see. I saw someone the other night that had ace-king three times, like within, I don't know, 20 hands, had ace-king three times, and every single time hit an ace or a king with four other garbage cards out there. That's the dream right there. And, <laughs> That's the dream. That's how you want to run. You know, I mean, yeah, you should look at ace-king as, you know, prime rib, but, you know, I look at it as a, you know, banana and you know, mayonnaise sandwich, you know, <laughs> just like, oh, <laughs> like, hey, I look at it that way when you're not hitting. Yeah, but when you're, and then the flip side is when you are in Fuego, when you're yeah. catching the cards, right, yes. you get ace king and you already know that there's yes. going to be two kings yes. coming on the flop. You know, so, like, it's yeah. just how it is. So know? I was playing, I was playing, I, I, I was playing okay and hitting okay yesterday. So I made my betting pattern reflect that. So I bet very, very heavy. So in a 1-2 game, not a heavy action game, but a decent action game, um, to my right is my friend Benny and a field of, you know, I'm sitting in the three seat, and then there's a field of, you know, a full table of ten. So I, um, I'm sitting there, and I get pocket tens. Nice. I love pocket tens. Yeah. So like them way more than pocket jacks, which yeah. is a weird thing to say. I get it, but mm-hmm. and I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the big blind. So right out of the gate, there's like a seventeen dollar raise. Four people that call. There's a um, seventy five dollar raise. Once four people have called seventeen, 
And he gets around to me, and I say to myself, I don't want to see a flop. I really, really don't. So what do I do? I bet $220 pre-flop. Yeah, get the people out of the way. Exactly. And just try to make what you can real quick and move on to the next hand. Exactly. And, I mean, everyone folds, but like I said, my, my buddy Benny is to my right. It's always your friends that Yeah. And it, everyone folds, and it's his turn to fold. And I start leaning forward to reach for the chips, which is something I never really do. It's a very bad form. I think it's bad form to do that. But, you know, especially if you, if someone calls yeah. and if you end up losing, you know, it's just not a good look. Well, as it turns out, he says call. And when he says call, um, I'm thinking, what the heck do you have? I mean, everyone has folded, and I even got somebody to throw in $75. With that big of a bet? Oh, because they were all in with their 75 No, they had like another... Oh, you came over top of their 75 75 I get it. Right. I mean, they folded. So I got four $17 bets and a $75 bet in there. I'm good. Yeah, you know? that's, all, that's perfect. Po- perfect situation. 10, you know. So if he's calling, I'm assuming he has ace queen, ace jack, ace king, or a big pair. He's not calling with threes. You know what I mean? No. He's not calling with sixes. He's probably not even calling with ace, jack, or ace, queen. It's probably either I would put him on, mm-hmm. and I've seen Ben yeah. play. Mm-hmm. I know his game. I would put him on ace, king, or, like, queens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe what you're hoping for is nines. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're hoping for. A what-the-heck nine all, uh, pocket nine call. Yeah, him maybe and, thinking you have ace-king or ace-jack yeah, or whatever, and he already has the main hand. Exactly. And I, think, I, I would make a call like that, maybe, if I was thinking you're over-betting this to end the hand early. Correct. Right? So I would I would, I might make that call with pocket nines. And he uh, calls, it turns out, he has suited ace-jack. And it also turns out that he has um, somewhat exactly $220 in front of him. Oh, wow. So he makes the call. And I'm like, what are you doing over here? What are you calling me for? Again, maybe that's a good call. He knows that, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably putting you on a small pair. Yeah. And he's got two overs, plus they're suited, and they're not right next to each other, but mm-hmm. they're connectors, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a straight opportunity, mm-hmm. although one's an ace, so, you know, you're only going down. But still, mm-hmm. like, he's got, he's got, that's kind of, it's kind of a good calling hand. He's getting, if you said there was already three 17s and a 75, so yeah. he's getting like two and a half his money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I right. can, I get that call. I get it. I, I, you know. So he calls, and, you know, um, I think there's a pair of twos, a three, a five, and a seven. Hearts? Any hearts nope. in there? All oh, black cards. There you go. Perfect. So it was kind of like, you know, I'm like, I couldn't believe. No, I mean, and he wasn't hitting good. That it, There was that, too. And if that's about his stack. Like, he was, you know, I could yeah. see him being like, all right, the yeah. old fucking call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Either I hit this or I go home early. But yeah. if I got ace king, you're just chasing a jack. You know? True. If I have, you know. But so, he was right. He had an underpair. He knew. I put him on queens. I said, that sounds, that really seems like queens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you could call that with. But if he thinks you have a pair of sevens, and if you have a pair of sevens, you play like that. You know what I mean? Right. Not you specifically. Right. I mean, the capital Y. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you have yeah. a pair of sevens, you try to just steal a pot before before the flop and move on. And a decent pot. You know, 100. I understand the call. I don't love it, but yeah. I understand the call. In he didn't cash, love it either. In a cash game, I definitely understand the call. Now, in a tournament, no. That's not exactly the spot you want to put your tournament life on the line. Exactly. You know what I mean? But in a cash game, I get that. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, but I just think to myself that I, I believe that I would absolutely fold in that position. Yeah. Me personally. I just think like, you know... Um, I haven't been hitting tonight. What am I trying to get out of this hand? And what am I up against? Yeah. You know? Which brings me to my point um, about, you know, like weighing your hand before you get into the uh, the hand. Uh, you know, you, you, yeah. you get into the hand um, after the flop, 
after the turn and after the river. <coughs> and each one of each one of those has a unbelievable sequence of events. Um, really quick, another hand um, flop ended up seven 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 four two. I had ace deuce, so I had a two. And I'm thinking, I don't know what this guy has. He could have a pair of fives or something because he did raise pre-flop. So I'm just going to try to maybe push him off the hand a little bit. And I push, I bet. Yeah, try to steal yeah, it. Yeah, I bet 50. And he stares and he thinks and he stares and he thinks and he stares and he thinks. Then he just bets 50. He calls the 50. I show, I show seven over deuces, and he throws away his hand. And I say to myself, what did he why would you? I, I think it was just a big ace. But I'm like, why would you call there? Some people like to be the hero. And you have created, and I don't want to need to put your business out on, on a recorded <laughs> microphone, right? Mm -hmm. But you have a reputation of being a little loose with the cards you'll bet with. Right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the cards you call with, the cards you bet with. You know, mm -hmm. you have a wide range. Mm -hmm. And so people think that they can catch you trying to pull some shit. Gotcha. So I like that lately. What I've noticed is lately, and I've been lately, I mean like two weeks, mm -hmm. you've been taking advantage of the reputation you've built, you know, yeah. because you tend to play with a lot of the same people, repeat right. players, you know, and you can do that. A lot of people play, do. Play in the long game. Wherever yeah. they are, they have a, a private game somewhere and they, they see the same people. Right. Yeah. And when you're in that situation, when you're mm -hmm. playing the same people regularly, mm -hmm. you can set them up for later, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know? And you can play a little wild the first time, a couple times, so that yeah. you build that reputation so that down the road... Now, there's negatives to playing with the same people all the time. Your short-term angles, your games, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. don't always work because they've seen it. Right. Right? Right. So... When you're, like, just getting good as a poker player, mm -hmm. like, I tell people, don't, you know what I mean? Like, the move is to, to travel a little bit, to mm -hmm. play in a whole bunch of rooms where people don't know you. Because it's it's, it's harder to, when you're just getting into poker, it's harder to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That oh, yeah. whole long-term, it's hard to switch to the long-term game, exactly. you know, with the same people over and over. Exactly. I find that I do... Um, I do okay when I'm playing the same people because I play a little differently, yeah. right? But I do much better when I when nobody in the room knows me, mm -hmm. right? Because then I can do all my fun, you know, mm -hmm. all my little angles, all yeah. my all my ways to get people to play against mm -hmm. me or not to play against me, depending on 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 the hand, and mm -hmm. them not have experienced me prior to that, right. you know. Right. I th I think what I appreciate about my approach to the game. And I don't care, you know, I've, I've played at the Bellagio, I've played, you know, wherever I play, it doesn't make a difference. If it's in a large casino, once every so many months, or if it's locally, or you know, wherever. If I'm on the table <clears throat> for longer than a certain amount of time, the MO is, I, I want the MO out there. The MO is, yeah. I'm gonna bet call the exact same way and it really doesn't matter if I'm playing seven nine, pocket kings or pocket aces, right. five eight two three suited nine ten. It doesn't make a difference. And the sooner that I can get that point across, that my range is as wide as you know the Grand Canyon. And when you call me, mm -hmm. and the flop looks completely like a you know, a, a snaggletooth a lion, and you have no idea, like, what is about to happen, understand that it it can go down, you know. And I, I just want to get it across as soon as possible. Like, yeah, you're right. I just pulled that hand in with a 2-8. You're yeah. absolutely right, you know. Yeah. A flop came the other day. It was 2-10-8. Same thing. Betting just starts up. Somebody has ace-10. Somebody has pocket jacks. Someone has... Uh, uh, just an eight. I have an eight. Yeah, eight. you have two pair. I have an eight deuce. Wild shit. Right? Right. I have an eight deuce. Wild right. Pair, yeah. And it comes around, and I end up re-raising to three fifty. 
And everybody's like, what? The, on a deuce, ten, eight flop. Yeah. So you gotta have you gotta have a set, you know. And, or or maybe kings, you know, yeah. kings or queens, which is and, what you want because you want that person with the aces to call you. Correct. They You're were. absolute, or the over the jacks, or the mm-hmm. or you know, well maybe because ten eight is too close, but yeah, you're right. The queens, the kings, the aces. Yeah, you want to call. Mm-hmm. You want the draws to call. You want whatever. And then, um, yeah, someone calls with their ace ten, says pushes then the rest of their chips. Come to find out, guess what? I've got two pair. And they're like, okay, yeah, no, I, I have no idea where you are. I, yeah. I you know, I, you know, it's good. and 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 that's the thing. I don't know. That's to me, setup. I think that's the proposition of, of poker, is because you know I watch a lot of pros and I watch a lot of other, and it seems like, it seems like, you know that. I mean, first of all, you know on on TV they're only showing the critical hands. You know the. When someone has pocket queens and pocket aces and ace king and ace yeah, when they're showing those tournaments, it's edited. You know, they yeah. just you know, they're yeah. not going to show every hand. But in real, real poker play, you know, it seems like a lot of people are somewhat pros. Maybe I don't know. I think I I think they have to have a larger range than what you see. Well, when you play a cash game in general, yeah. because of the ability to buy back in, uh, you know, whenever, right? Right, right. Naturally, ranges are going to widen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Also, you kind of need to play some hands to go back and forth with some of the players to get to know what they're going to do later in the night, you know what I mean, or later in the session, exactly. right? So it's important to be in some hands and, mm-hmm. and push people around a little and try to see how they respond and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think we should take this on the road and go to the Ameristar and play the 3060 game. Man, well, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, hey, if, easy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I, if that's not your game and you like the one, two or the five, one, three now, the, they don't even run one, two anymore. Oh, one, three. Maybe they still have one, two. Okay. I think they, I think they, one, three is their, is the regular game now. What is that supposed to do? Well, it just makes for bigger pots quicker. Oh yeah. Even up there. Now it's. It's different because they do the hundred max rule still. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's Colorado thing. So no matter what, it's still a hundred dollar bet. Yeah. Right. But it 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 definitely increases the it increases the average buy in. So it increases the amount of chips on the table. Yep. So it increases the action. You know, and it just and runs. it also increases the rake. It increases yeah. the or they get to their rake quicker. Quicker, right? Yeah, they get to their rake quicker. So <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. You know. So yeah, I I, I like one three, man. Yeah. I like one three a lot. I played it. Ever when I was down in New Orleans, and I was like, "This is something I can get used to." I like that really? people buying in for two fifty instead of a hundred. You're getting just because of an extra dollar. Yeah, it, it makes enough of a difference, and you're getting a little bit higher quality of a player. And I find, with the way I play poker, I play better against better players, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I can. When I start thinking about what they're going to do, they're going to make the right decision. They're more likely to make the right decision, right? When It's when I'm playing against players that aren't as good. They might know the game, right. but they're not, you know, mm-hmm. they don't always know the, the nuance, right? The right. finer points, right. right? I feel like they get a little, they're just a little tougher to expect. They don't always do what you expect them to do, right? They don't always make the right decision. Like playing eight deuce. No, it's completely different. <laughs> Sometimes the best players are the ones playing the aces. That's not my point. Really? Oh yeah, um, just like you were saying, you get in there with some different shit. You're yeah. setting them up for later. Yeah. You're setting them up. You know what I mean? Yes, you might catch it. Yes, you might bluff them out of the pot. You know, in the immediate, it's fun, but in mm-hmm. the long term, it's effective. You know what I gotcha. mean? And I so gotcha. you got to play some wild shit every once in a while. We have a very good friend. I'm not going to blow that person's setup, but uh-huh. but their favorite hand is six four. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll play that shit all the time That's because right. they want you to think down the road that they have 6-4 mm-hmm. and, and fold the straight draw. Or yeah. even fold when there's a straight draw. Even if or they don't have it. Or a set of keys. Yeah. Just, you know, and you're like, did not see that coming. And you coincidentally, know. this is episode 64. 64. Yeah. There you go. So, while we're on, on the, the topic of the number, yeah. do you know what athletes have worn 64? You told me. I did tell you. 
The two biggest are, are, are from the NFL. Okay. And really, 60s, like, you don't ever see an NBA player wearing that. Yeah. You know, something like, like that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a right guard named Jerry Kramer, who was a Packer for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and was very famous for throwing the block that cleared the path for Bart Starr to win the, to, to, to run the game-winning quarterback sneak in the Ice Bowl in 1967 NFL mm-hmm. Championship. Like, that's how far back we're going, all mm-hmm. right? Then the other one, and a little bit more of our generation. Which was the first Super Bowl? I think it was after that. This was one of the last NFL championships. NFL, okay. So I think the first Super Bowl was like 69. Well, this is 54 this year. We could do the math. 54, and it's 2020, but it's the 2019 season, so 37 years back. So, yeah, uh, it's in the 70s. Yeah, so, no. Wait, am I 1970? I'm trying to do the math here. 60, it must have been 68, I guess, because this is the NFL, they keep calling it the NFL championship to, to right. when they talk about the ice bowl. So it must have been right after that. Could be. Well, in 11 seasons, he was a two-time Super Bowl champion. So at some point... He, play, he must have played in both the NFL championship and the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? You were right, 1967. Sorry about that. So this... Oh. Yeah, so this... Oh, maybe this was it. Well, it says the first AFL-NFL championship game in professional American football um, known... Uh, they might not have called it the Super Bowl yet. Yeah, it was still the NFL. or No, the Super Bowl is the annual championship. Yeah, the American football known retroactively as the Super Bowl. Right, so at the time, this was the NFL championship. But now, you know, it, it was also a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it was one of the first. It was the first one. Yeah, yeah. The That's ice what I thought first one. Yeah. That's wild. Wow. But so more of our generation who also wore sixty four was Randall McDaniel, who I used to be like scared, of, legitimately scared of mm-hmm. when I was a kid. He would do the big face painting like he was a wrestler. Yeah. He was like one of the first dudes to like really go crazy yeah. with the eye black, and he was uh, like a beast. I think he was a Viking. I want to say he was a Viking. You like from the movie? What is that movie with Mel Gibson? Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Didn't they face paint up right before? Yeah. With hatchets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the guy, the Irish guy kept saying, no, it's my island. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Irish guys come running and they stop. And they're like, hey, hey, how you been? Hey. And they turn around. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, yeah. So, 64. What else? Oh, there was, there was something else I wanted to bring up and talk about. But maybe let's do the ad for... The, for for the lounge real quick uh-huh. and then we'll play the the Casey interview uh-huh. and then I got a couple things we could talk about real quick before as we finish up. Correct. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So if you guys are ever in Denver or in Colorado. In the Capitol Hill area, right between the Ogden Theater and the Fillmore Theater. Just a spot for you to be hanging out. It's called Capitol Cigars. It's at 919 919- East Colfax Ave. There's a very large humidor, a unbelievable pairing of uh, spirits with the scotches that you like, the rums, um, beers, you name it, we have it. Come on down, Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax. All right. All right, all right. Well, well, pre-recording the interview, dude. I feel like we're like grown-ups doing this. Casey Flynn in the building. Hey, Greg. How are you? It's golf season. Thanks for having me. Golf season's uh, kicking off. Really? It already kicked off, but the uh, Tory is kind of, Tory Pines is kind of my unofficial start. You know what I mean? Um, it's a fun, it's a fun tournament, fun course, all that. But because that golf is starting, starting up, I figured we should get together and just do like a quick little preview on the season, right? I think it's a great idea. All right. And then, so you beat me here today. 
to Capital Cigars, and I just walked in and said, I'll have what he's having, because I just needed a little something for our convo, you know what I mean? I'll have a different cigar later with Neil when we actually record the rest of the podcast. But this is the Chupacabra by Esteban Carreras, and we are having the Chupita, Chupite size. It is the smallest size they offer. It comes in a 4x42. I mean, it's a tiny cigar. It's great if you only have a minute. You know what I mean? Or if you just, like, you know, you're in and out today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a perfect size. Yep. Great for, like, a lunch break at work. You know what That's I mean? A, it was early. It was didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. Or if you, let's say you have a big, nice cigar on the golf course, and you finish it at, like, the 16th hole. And you just need a little something for the end. Perfect. This would be great, right? What's great about the, I think the Chupacabra, it's its a Maduro wrap. It's like a heavy kind of flavor. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a big flavor. Esteban Carreras really did a great job when he when he kind of put this one together. Um, it's kind of, it starts kind of chill. And then it gets a little like more complicated as you smoke it, you know? It does, I agree. I, I've smoked a bunch of these because I had a friend. I've never smoked the little size like this. This is cool. Yeah. But I have a buddy of mine who loves the, uh, uh, one of the bigger sizes. I forget which one it is. The Robusto, I think. Um, <coughs> so whenever I'm with him, I always smoke one because he keeps boxes at his crib. And um, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's nice and thick, man. It's, uh, it's full of Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan tobaccos. And uh, they're finished in both a Habano Oscuro and an even darker Maduro wrapper. So, like, it's that's where a lot of that extra tingle comes from, yeah. is that extra. That's what caught extra. my eye was the ultra dark wrapper. Yeah, this is but a it serious It doesn't wrapper. have the ultra dark taste to me. So, for a novice smoker, I thought. I think part smooth. of that is because of the size you chose, right? So, it's the same blend as the bigger size, and the bigger size has a lot of tingle to it, for yeah. lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. But when you're when you're smoking a bigger size, you're getting more of the wrapper in the flavor pour profile. Yeah. Right? Like you're just there's more wrapper to it. Good right. Point. And so, I mean this is you know, I'm no I'm no Neil, but I like this is what I this is my theory. You know what I mean? When yeah. it's in a smaller, smaller size cigar, you're not getting as much of that Aftertaste, you know what I mean? You're getting yeah. the same flavor, immediate flavor, but there's no so, so much linger. Makes sense. Yeah, so let's talk some golf. I bet right? you. There's, there, I, I basically have four questions, but they're open-ended, and you get to expound, okay? Maybe five, actually. First off, before we get into anything else, is Tiger Woods going to win the Masters again this year? Because <laughs> that was awesome. That man. was awesome. And my initial reaction is hopefully. Mm. You know, I want him to win I want him to win the Masters till the day I die. Every best, year. Best answer ever. <laughs> hopefully. Um I think going back to back, even for a guy like him, is man, that's just so hard. And True. what we're about to talk about here, probably your next three questions, touch on some of the the badasses coming in yeah. coming in hot. Right yeah. Now. So, so the, I'll lean towards no, but I want him to. Yeah, real quickly, you know, we start with the the, the most marketable name, the sexy name. You know what I mean? He's been carrying the tour for twenty years. Yep. You know what I mean? And and so he deserves to be the the beginning of the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like I hope he wins the Masters. If not the Masters, some other major, right? But the Masters is the one that's. I will say this: more I set do, up for him. I do think he'll win. Again, I don't think I think he has one more Masters in him at least. I don't think it'll be this year, but okay. I do think he'll win it again. So you do think he'll get another Masters victory? I think he'll beat Jack Nicklaus's record well, of, of how old he was when he won it. Oh yeah, oh Which, yeah, yeah. I can see that. But getting one of those old guy wins. Yeah, he he talk about deserves, and he can do it. Yeah, he's not even close to done. He's looking good. Hypothetically, if he was to win this year, that puts 18 in, like, not just in play, but, like, oh, man. graspable. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Big time. That changes everything. That and changes the, the conversation. Kicks off the year where then he's just on fire. And it's the greatest thing for golf because everyone talks about so. it. I everyone will so. talk about it. Yeah. And, all right. That's, I just, you know, wanted to get that part out of the way. Right. All right. 
the the real question is like, well, before we get to like the real big names, is there somebody or a name or two on your radar that like, you know, like in the NBA we have the rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Or, or or NFL yeah. defensive and offensive rookies of the year. We're not gonna see a rookie, you know. Yeah. Maybe you know every year there's somebody that we've never heard of that comes out of nowhere, won his way onto the tour somehow. Yeah. But like, who's gonna have like the breakout? year like maybe some younger guy that that a lot of people haven't heard of who's gonna have a, a well, I got, I got, step it up i got five names down here um you come prepared and you I got do. notes <laughs> like, um, i love it and i just like these are not rookies so don't yeah, yeah, hold yeah. me on that I, that's just, why I, I was and their names that kind of started to stand out last year Good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now i feel like they're gonna hit the scene they're gonna be hard. stars this year one yeah. of them at the top of my list already's hit it who's, who's wearing the white suits when they go out at night you know what i mean who's who's stepping up to <laughs> start morikawa watch out the kid's coming in hot and i don't think he's gonna stop i don't think this is just a you know, played the first few tourneys pretty good. He ended the year good last year, started good this year. I don't think that this is a hot streak. I really think you're going to see this name all year. And then Song J M, another another guy that you got to – I mean, you just have to keep this guy on the radar. One of the kids that could just blow people out when he's really hot. Um, I like Scotty Scheffler. Man, this kid is like was the best. When you get that best college guy come out like a John Rom. Yeah, John Rom was great. Guy. Came straight out of college. From Arizona State. He was incredible in college. He won everything. Phil Mickelson's brother was his coach and now his caddy. Yeah. Right? Am I getting the story right? Yeah. Okay. So watch out, Scotty Schiffler. I think will be at like up there with the John Roms of coming out of college and immediately just he and he came out. Last he, year, yeah, yes. we saw him last year for yeah. a couple tournaments, right? He, was, yeah. he didn't play the full season, right? No, he, he played his short and so yeah. okay. And he like immediately like, started crushing Takashi Murakami. It's a pretty pretty Japanese name, or our our team Artemio, Artemio Murakami. Who are you talking about? Colin. Oh, Murakawa. that's right. I remember Murakawa. I remember watching his first him. name is Colin. Which yeah, is, I didn't. No, I, I remember even... watching him last year in the um, in the uh, what's it called tournament in one of the tournaments early on in the season. Maybe it was in Hawaii. Well, Cornelius had him like he randomly picked him at like five hundred to one, and he was in like he was in the mix. Remember yeah. when we were talking about it on yeah. one of my tournaments? I can't remember. Yeah, Colin Murakawa. He's of Japanese descent. He's American. Um, he is. Yeah, I remember watching him and being like, "This guy's gonna win a major." At some yeah. point, you could just tell oh. from the way he was real comfy yeah. and goes up and just yeah. does this perfect swing. Like it's just it was textbook. Yeah. It was Griffey Junior. You know, at the plate. Whereas not only was it textbook, but it, he makes it look easy. Yeah, you know. That's exactly him, and he's not going anywhere. We're going to see him for a long time. But I think this year will, looking back on the year, I truly think you could call it a breakout. Um, yeah. This even is though really, he did play pretty well last year. Yeah, you and I remember it. But, like, but, most people, yeah, yeah. But I get it. I see your point there. Um, and the last two are the two Camerons, man. Both There's a Cameron Smith and a Cameron Champ. Cameron, Cameron Smith already just, like, um, about won that last tournament. Yeah, he was um, right in the mix in Hawaii. The Sony. So it, not the Sony. that one's not that. Yeah. That one's not that surprising. Cameron Champ though is going to come up. Yeah, who's this Champ kid? I've never even heard of him. He's an Australian. He should be. He'll be coming in in that higher he the, Australian like. Is he the next great Australian? I think he's the next. Yeah, Jay Day and Adam Scott. I think he'll be right there with Jay those Day's guys. From New Zealand. Isn't he? No. Awesome. One of them, somebody's from New Zealand. Who's from New Zealand? Isn't there a New Zealand star yet? I don't think so. If, I'm a, if I'm a kid in New Zealand, I'm going to start practicing my swing. <laughs> because if there's not a New Zealand, you know, New Zealand yeah. Michael Jordan, I want to be the New Zealand Michael Jordan. But those wouldn't be too much uh, breakout. I think the top three there are serious breakouts. Yeah, Kawa, Kawa. That's right, dude. Watch was... out for this kid. He could win this week. But that's my, those are my, uh, so what I would call breakouts. So give me a bunch of names. Give me a bunch of names that could potentially be the player of the year. 
or like the like who could win the FedEx Cup. I mean, I think some shit like that. Who's so who's gonna be the superstar I mean, this think, year? I think I think John Rahm's ready. He's got to work on, but I he there's no way he didn't spend all offseason working on his temper and this and that that we've all we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, and that? I don't think he was he wasn't even close to Player of the Year last year. Well, semi top ten maybe, but, but certainly, I think he could really finally get it. Yeah, maybe pull Gary Woodland and win. Win a couple of real big tournaments. Win a major, to finally plus put him another in, plus another two, couple yeah. big ones, and finally put him in a it, questionable player of I the year. I can see that. Last I, year he he didn't. I don't think that's that surprising to listeners. He but didn't lose I truly it. think he could. I think he's the player of the year. He wasn't the head case he was two years ago. There's no way he can. Be. He's getting a little bit better. <laughs> he's got, he's can, there's better. only up to go. His his sports therapist must be rich. <laughs> well, if he becomes player of the year, he will. De- yeah, he deserves, there's got to be bonuses he, on that deserve, job. There should be. So All that's right. that's really. I mean, I can give. I mean, Xander Shoffley obviously has that potential. I hope he wins this weekend. I mean, because I put a little small are, wager on him to win yeah. this weekend. And those are more like, of course, if Rory could still do it, of, yeah. you know, all well, the normal. Can Bruce Scott go win all four? <laughs> like that's that. What's crazy is it will. The question isn't will he win a major. It's will he win more than one yes, major. He goes the end of the year because he's well, become no, that new, guy. He's become new, that dude. The new question that I've been hearing is, can he win a? Tournament that's not a major. That's <laughs> a good one. It's unreal how he just barely makes a cut, and he then the next week it's a major and he for the big games, destroys baby. everybody. Steps up for the big ones, which I love, and I you have did. to respect that. It's also, incredible. he went to Florida State, so of course we love. Well, we him. love yeah. him. Then. Yeah, go Knowles. Go Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Um, so last week for the Sony Open, I was thinking Matt Kuchar would have have a good weekend, I, and I, I kind of thought it was going to be a jump start to a good year this year. And then I watched him play, and I was like, "What was I thinking? Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? This cheap bastard. He likes playing. He loves playing the President's Cup, and he loves playing those kind of team events. And like, but he doesn't always be. He's not always as excited to play golf when it's not that setting, you know. And he just sometimes he seems like. When, a, when, a, when he has one bad shot, he can let it lead to, like, a couple of shots where he doesn't care 100% yeah. about. And that's not that's not how you win. You know? I just think with his age, his family, this and that, I, he'll win a tournament or two this year. It will not be one of the best, one of the big, Yeah, I personally, I mean, they're all kind of big, though. You know, you still take Dude, a, we're getting to the point million and a half for, for the the lowest tournament, tournament like, is yeah. still in the So millions. they're all big, I guess, in a way. And he'll win. He'll win a couple this year, but yeah. I don't he I he's never on my radar on big tourneys. How about my guy Matsuyama? Is he gonna win a major? Man, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. Cause I'm gonna really really go out and do backflips in the middle really of Colfax if he does. I lean towards no, but yeah. I really want him to. Yeah. I really do. I have him this week. I like him this week. Um, on my, I got Tory Bynes because that's my next question. Is, okay, is who's you know who's who's going to be in the mix on the back nine on on Sunday for to Tory Bynes? That's where I have. I'm uh, supposed to, we're supposed to call the Farmers Insurance Open at uh, Tory Pines, I think. Oh boy. But okay. it's always just going to be Tory Pines. Thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. I like uh, yeah, back nine people in it. Uh, I call it my top five, which is basically. You know, just people in it. Xander, John Rahm, Matsuyama. I love this. Another guy that could be a breakout who has been playing great golf for three or four years, but still maybe not is Ben Hung on. Yeah, he's good. I mean, just an incredible player. And he's also on my, you know, a value pick. He's at 80 to 1 this week. Is he really? Like, are you kidding me? 80 to 1? I mean, that's. You gotta spend value. five bucks. You that know what I mean? value right there. Five bucks? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Like, always do it. Um, I put a little wager on, on Xander at 15. And then to be top five at, at Tory, you just can't take, can't not take Tiger. I mean, he's, that's, that's his zone. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's his course. So I love those five this week. I, lo- I like Rom to win it. Um, I got a long shot out there. Yeah. Which I take him every year at this, and a lot of times he doesn't even make the cut. 
but I don't care. He's from San Diego. Pat Perez, great oh, yeah. player. Good player, yeah. And I know that he just gets extra nervous because it's he's expected to do well. But now he's had so many miscuts there. I think now the expectations are gone, and it's time for him to be like. There's something. The to pressure's this. off. There's something to this performing in front of the home crowd thing. It's like if you notice every time Kevin Durant's a free agent, he never signs with Washington. <laughs> Yeah. It's not just because the Washington Wizards are a joke, right? <laughs> because they are. Yeah. But, you know, when you go home, you got 300 people. Be oh, like, so, yeah, I need tickets. Yeah, hey, I need uh, tickets. I'm you know, you just got so much bullshit. To and do. the press is... Yeah, everyone You hear about that in baseball with the Yankees. Like, they don't really... New York kids... They're like, man, if I play for the Yankees, like, it's going to be... Talk about the, the pressure is unsurmountable. You can't... I mean, it's insane, the pressure. I think... I think Sanchez grew up in the Bronx. Really? Yeah. Which is he looks like a New York. Yeah, because I feel like it was him that, um, like, A-Rod an and J-Lo did, like, a video about him being their favorite <laughs> okay. player because he was from the same neighborhood or yeah. some shit that J-Lo grew up in or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's from the Bronx. Regardless, you're absolutely right. Like, there's something about going off yeah. To start your career and going off to to go to work and going home for the holidays and like yeah. like staying where where you're at it doesn't always work man. That's Jason Day. We you and I have picked him before in, in Ohio. Ohio. You know, where his, his wife's where his, family's his, from and his house is yeah. on the course. On the course. Like and he, he always fucking blows like, it. Can yeah. you imagine just trying don't to let me do that this year? All right. <laughs> yeah, don't, can we? We should have I a list should, of all the oh, things that we're... Don't take this guy because he's from there. Yeah, Because yeah. it doesn't seem to ever That work. should be our new rule. It's like betting on the West Coast team when they have the early time slot yeah. on the East Coast of the NFL. But Tiger's not really... He's got so many courses. No, I mean, I think... To me, his number one course is Augusta. Yeah, like, but Torrey Pines is... But Torrey Pines, I think he doesn't have this extra pressure. I don't think he feels pressure anymore anyway. It's Tiger Woods. Probably, but you're probably right. I like him this week to be in that top... In the mix on, on Sunday. That's good for golf. It's good for oh, ratings. Yeah. It's good for everything. Not to mention, I read a little interview he had, and they said, you know, you must be a little rusty. You haven't really played. He's like... I don't think I'm rusty. <laughs> I don't really get rusty. And then next week they go to Phoenix for the for, for oh, God. the most fun. And every year we say we're going next year, but we, we we're definitely going uh, next. Well, year. I looked up the next Super Bowl is I think it's in 2014. So that was the last or, one. Two, excuse me, 2020. Oh, it's going to be in Phoenix. Yeah, it's coming That's, back in a few years. Yeah, which was we should we, so we should go once before then to get the lay of the land. <laughs> And then we're prepared to really yeah. attack for the, <laughs> for the like big party we I'm into that. And so, speaking of the Super Bowl, you're the biggest 49ers fan I know. Yeah. You might be the only 49ers fan I like. <laughs> Give me, like, the 60-second pitch, pitch on, like, why I should be betting on the 49ers. Like, why do you feel, like... I'm sure you're confident in your team. Uh, your just, team. Okay. <laughs> the w number one thing is the way we hold the ball. It's just yeah. insane. Yeah. Our scoring drive takes eight and a half minutes. That's demoralizing. Mm -hmm. Demoralizing. Patrick Mahomes is no doubt the best NFL player I've seen in a long time, I would say. Next, I mean, it's weird saying I mean, this considering he's, what, insane. four years into his career? It's, but he might be the best quarterback to ever play the game. It's insane. He's, he's so I, athletically yeah. gifted, and then on top of that, his mind is, like, really creative in how he deals with the, yeah. the situations. You so know? my question to someone betting the Chiefs is, are you sure he's going to have the ball? Right. If we're the only team out there that can keep the ball out of his hand. I don't doubt and, that you'll I mean, win the time of possession. Yes, that doesn't mean we'll win the game, the but play. that's our only hope. Yeah. Is to keep the ball and only let him get the ball once a quarter. Yeah. Hopefully they have five or six drives. And, then, and we and just try to contain eat with it. great defense. If you can just kind of contain them yeah. and then don't give them as many chances, you that's know. That's it. I see the recipe. I mean, and what we did, we didn't do it. Well, what we've been doing is score quick, try to get that lead. Once we have the lead, I mean. Well, they're not scared of being down. I know they're not. They say that clearly. I know they're, two weeks that's in a row. 
for one thing, this this should turn out to be a really great Super Bowl. It could it could potentially be the most fun game we've ever watched. It you know what I mean? Great. There's there's so much on the line and two really really good teams. But the clear clear thing is to keep the ball out of his hands, and we're the only team that even has the a shot at that. The three running backs plus George Kittle, like Emmanuel Sanders kidding? is great. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is great. You're you're you know. Why but we handed off fine, to, but you you don't need them. <laughs> Debo get, gets two carries a game. Yeah, yeah. Kittle's I normally just a it's like you. a little. It's almost a handoff. I he have a wager for you that to place. Debo is like I forgot what it said. Twelve or thirteen to one for first touchdown in the game. That's a really good one. I like that. Because you run, you run, you run, you run. They start keying on the run. Boom. You know, it's like, yeah, right? Big payday, you know? Well, look at what Bourne is. He scored the first touchdown multiple times this year for that same thing. No, they're scared of Kittle, scared of Debo. We've ran it 12 times on the first drive. Then play action and this born kid who I don't even know who this guy is, but he's, yeah. he catches the ball when he only gets a couple passes a game, but that's been our, kind of our recipe. But we'll see. It's going to be a great game. It's it should be a fantastic Since you're not going to Miami, maybe, maybe we could talk to Neil and have a little party here or something. I would love that. Something. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you popping in. We've got yeah. to talk a little golf. And um, I'll see you for the Masters. See you for the Masters. It'll be Look fun. Look forward to it. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, man, the new schedule that, that they debuted last year from, like, the Masters through Eastlake is, like, five months of tight little fantastic yeah. golf goodness, you know? And we get to spend more time together, so I can't wait. Aww. But I love I love the way that the schedule is. It's Yeah. It flows better. It's, it gives it a season. You know, or, like, a like a big part of the chase season. Yeah. You know? Cool. All right, thanks again, buddy. Yeah. Appreciate you. All right, we're back. So... You heard me and Casey talking. Casey yep. was talking about 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 the Super Bowl a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talking about the 49ers. Big yeah. 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you know he made all the points that you would expect him to make. Great running game, mm-hmm. long offensive drives, right? So that the their goal is to keep well may not be their goal, but their style mm-hmm. is to keep the opponent off the field, the off opponent's the field. offense right. off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, that very well. That may be the recipe to be mm-hmm. the be the for uh, the 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 Chiefs in two weeks, but and then when it's they, tough. I mean, the Chiefs are great, and when they do get on the field, they're still facing one of the most formidable you know defenses uh, this year. And that's exactly how it went down this past yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The yep. the Packers made a couple mistakes, but really they never really had a chance to. Not make mistakes, you know. Right. Like they were, they weren't on the field all that often because right. of that way the running attack was working. Mm-hmm. They, the 49ers were scoring almost every possession, mm-hmm. and that defense was, you know, doing its job. Yeah. You know. Now they're down a, a running back. This well, we don't know yet if if Coleman's going to play. Tevin Coleman's going to play, and he's one of their guys with Super Bowl experience, right? Mm-hmm. He was on, I think he was on the Falcons still mm-hmm. when they went. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, and he, that was, God, that was the worst loss ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, they were up 28 to three and lost, right? Right. So you got to think he wants in this game. He might not be a hundred percent, but I have a feeling he'll probably suit up, mm-hmm. you know, he'll probably be out there as best he can. And the fact that they have two other competent running backs, right. huge, you know? Well, you said he played for the Falcons. Yeah, he was on the Falcons. Right, right, I right, think right, he right. was on the Falcons then. I thought you said Eagles, but yeah, no, you're right, Falcons. I meant to I was say, like, the Eagles were down twenty eight to three in the Super no, 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 Bowl, but no, no, no you're the right. Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, that was no, crazy. That was that was if you people say what is what is your biggest moment uh your biggest choke moment in sports history. That could be. that has to be yeah. in everyone that has to be in the top two, you know. Because mm-hmm. it it'd be different if you were talking about um, they were up twenty-eight to three into the second half, not just. Oh yeah, it was yeah. like halfway into the third, or yeah. like, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was. You know, and <clears throat> the thing is, is you know, and I understand how these football teams they change their approach when they get up a certain amount. They well, change. They their, should. Right, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. 
the Falcons, if the Falcons had just started running the ball. Correct. And eating up the clock. Eating up And clock. minimizing the opportunities for yeah, the right. Rangers. But instead, uh-huh. they kept throwing. Right. And they kept having these short drives, you know? And everything fell into place for the Eagles to come mm-hmm. back. It was incredible. Yeah. Oh, you mean the... Um, I'm the sorry. I keep doing that. <laughs> the Patriots. Yeah. That was the following year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Patriots. Because it's, it's the same thing. I mean, you want to keep Brady off the field. You want to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Or uh, Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers off the yeah. field. There's, there's a few quarterbacks. There's like two tiers. Those That that would be the top tier. The next tier might be um, Watts. Um, Watson and, yeah. Well, uh, Lamar Watt, Jackson. Jackson. And uh, maybe even Russ, uh, Russell Wilson, Russell yeah, Wilson. sure, sure. That might be your 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 next tier, yeah. And I think it's a two tier situation but right now. That comparison of like Mahomes to Aaron Rodgers is kind of interesting to me because like he's the new Aaron Rodgers in mm-hmm. my book. You know, he's he's athletic, and yep. you know he's like young Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He's athletic, and he's also like. Super creative. Yes. You know what I mean? He sees right. the game in an interesting right. way, and it's effective, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And that was what was always amazing about Aaron Rodgers early on. Now, he's lost a step. I mean, he's, right. he's, he's in his late 30s. And I, right. It's weird calling that old, considering I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. um, it's it's the truth. In NFL, it's ancient. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, you know, I mean, and he's, he's not, you know, out of all the quarterbacks that we've mentioned in those tiers... He's probably getting beaten up the most. Yeah. Well, you were absolutely right last week when we were talking about mm-hmm. the two games. And, mm-hmm. like, I was pretty vocal. I liked both favorites. But you made a good point that the we had we saw less, or you and, and via you, we mm-hmm. saw less likelihood of the underdog winning in the Packers at 49ers game than mm-hmm. we saw in the Titans at Chiefs game. The Titans had that momentum. They had yeah. that storybook, mm-hmm. Cinderella story, you know, kind of attitude. Yeah. Now, they they put up a fight. You know right. what I mean? They put uh, up a fight. I, I would say, like, you know, close to the, you know, um, past the first quarter, going into the second quarter, you know, we whoever – uh, went with the Chiefs probably was like oh boy yeah. you know like that's two weeks in a row they've gotten down early yeah. and haven't gotten rattled yeah. and I think that's really important to remember when we start mm-hmm. thinking about what's going to happen in the Super Bowl right. the flip side is the 49ers just went out there and dominated that whole game against the mm-hmm. Packers and I don't think they're going to be able to do that yeah. again yeah. no like Kyle Shanahan said you know it wasn't broke, so I didn't fix it. Yeah, we just stuck, kept running the ball because it worked. You know? Exactly. I, that's, the Chiefs are good against the run on defense. Mm-hmm. That's their strength. That's their defensive strength mm-hmm. is, is minimizing the, the yardage gained on the, by the running team. Um, all right, well, I'm excited about doing, like, a big Super Bowl spectacular next week. That'll yes. be fun. Maybe we'll talk some of the props. There's some really interesting prop, prop wagers out there. Who wins the coin toss? Yeah, all that, all that color of the Gatorade, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll talk about the game. There's a the over under is like, I think the first one I saw was like 54 and a half. It'll probably change. We'll use the updated odds next week when we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited about two other things. First off, we have our first like sponsor. Mm-hmm. It's a promo code that mm-hmm. we'll start promoting. We'll we'll do a, a, a like a, a read like we do like mm-hmm. we do for Capital Cigars. We'll do a little ad every episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also put it out on you know we'll put out some promo stuffs on on social media and on our website stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's a really cool product. It's called One Log Fire. Mm-hmm. Everybody, if you get a chance, check out their website. It's onelogfire.com. Mm-hmm. The promo code is bet your ash, all one word, mm-hmm. right? And it. Anybody that uses it gets 10% off their order. It's a really cool product. The idea is um, it's a it's an all-in-one fire, right? It lasts about two hours. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a log, essentially. It's a yeah. piece of a log, and it's been mm-hmm. polished up, cleaned up, made made nice, made, made, made presentable. Um, you, 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 you light the little wick, it lasts about two hours, and just so happens that that's about the length of a cigar. 
It's about the length of a bottle of wine or a couple of mm-hmm. drinks or a couple of beers with a buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it comes down to it. A lot of times you go outside to smoke the cigars, so your house doesn't smell like cigars. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it's when it's a little cold out, this is a nice. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a it's like a, a miniature campfire for your backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk a lot more about it yeah. next week and in future weeks. But check it out. It's called One Log Fire. One Log Fire And and if if you if you're making a purchase on the site, the the promo code is Bet Your Ash, and you'll get ten percent off. So that's pretty cool. They sent mm-hmm. us a couple. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go. We're gonna go fire one up in the next couple right. weeks. Go in the middle of coal pack, coal facts, light up a fire. <laughs> Not in the middle of coal facts. We gotta figure out the right place to go. Yeah. And we'll have a little fire and some some cigars. There you they go. Uh, they sent us a few. They also sent us a really cool. Um, I don't know what you would call it. The mushroom skewer. Oh yeah. no, mushroom. Sorry, no, marshmallow skewer. Mm-hmm. So you can make s'mores. Over top of it, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to show you this product and then show you how it, how it rocks and everything. So big thank yous to One Log Fire for mm-hmm. being part of the family and um, and and please everybody go order some immediately and often and go back and order more. Um, I mean, it's perfect for um, if you're going camping. It's perfect yeah. if you're going somewhere or if you have a fire pit and like you said you it has a handle on it um everything it gets consumed in the fire and it's uh great for camping that's the one that mm -hmm. i think or even just having some people over in the yard you know what i mean Mm -hmm. on like a friday evening happy hour style or early evening right you're not gonna build a full fire but if you want Two hours of ambiance. This is the move. Yeah. That's, the way, that's the way to go. So we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk more about it in the future. The other thing that came in, we got the samples in the mail today. The other thing that came mm-hmm. in the mail today are our very first stickers. We got betyourash.com stickers. That's right. I already put one on my laptop. I don't know where else I'm going to put it, but I'm going to find all kinds of places. Another spot, yeah. So if anybody comes into Capital Cigars and buys some buy some cigars, ask for one if they don't already hand it to you. They got There's a stack behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, we'll figure out some cool stuff to do with them. Maybe we can send them out to people that that, mm-hmm. that want some. Or we'll figure something out. We got a bunch of them. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited. We got a whole bunch of other stuff we'll do in the future. Yeah. But this is the first time I've seen our name like printed on something. On something. It's yeah. kind of cool, right? Yeah. It feels it feels good, you know. Yeah, I know. It's a nice looking sticker too. Uh, yeah, it came out nice. Sure did. I like it. Yeah, big big ups to Tyler for helping us make all these things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our new marketing director. Marketing and merchandising director. There we go. It's a cool title. Um, I'm pretty excited about the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have the Super Bowl extravaganza next week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to have another one of these these Partigas Serie E number two for the Super Bowl. Because this go. is an awesome cigar. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I think you're mm-hmm. gonna like it when you fire oh, yeah. one up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not like this as small like the D. You mm-hmm. know, like like the D, like I've had the Serie D with you. The right. E is like it's a it's a big cigar. It is. It's, it's like, like a it's like a it's it's it, it's it's like a thick Toro. Yeah, um, it's a little bit wider, but it's mm-hmm. it's good. It's it's it tastes great. Um, yeah. I can I I get it. I could do this Cuban lifestyle a couple of these a day with, you know what I mean? with the Cuban coffee. Go. I get it. Um, and on that note, mm-hmm. it's at BetYourAshPod on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Very cool. And, uh, of course, check out our new BetYourAsh.com, our newly designed, redesigned BetYourAsh.com website. Mm-hmm. And... If you're listening, whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, if they have a spot where you can put in a comment, leave just, a comment. Just type in something. Something. It literally doesn't matter what it says. the 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 algorithm doesn't read them. It just mm-hmm. sees that comments were made. Yeah. So it's really good for us to just have something mm-hmm. written in the comments. It's, it's always better to say something rather than nothing. But if you have nothing to say, then you well, let's not. Right. Yeah. Right. Something. something. Just the word something. Yeah. It makes me smile. You know, a couple weeks ago, there was somebody who, and I know who it was actually. Mm-hmm. I found out later on. I knew the person, mm-hmm. but the comment was so much something, and it just made me smile. <laughs> like I love it. So please comment on on iTunes or wherever you listen, and and mm-hmm. keep listening, and tell your friends and all that stuff. 
Absolutely. And um, just so you, you know, you know, Casey likes this guy named this guy named Matsuyama this weekend, who's one of my favorites, you know. But I think Xander Shoffley will be winning Tory Pines. This Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley. Is that where your money is, or is that where I you put know? a little? I put a little something. I put a little something on him. Okay. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. We're just getting into golf season. Yeah. I'm a little. Last year was weird because it was my first golf season in the red in. Five years or something, oh, wow. something crazy. Yeah. Ever since the year that, the year that, um, oh gosh, what's his name? His name is shit. Heinrich 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 uh, 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 Stenson Stenson. Mm -hmm. He won at East Lake, which is the last tournament of the year, the be the, the the FedEx Championship. Yeah. He won at East Lake, he birdied the first hole and just never looked back and crushed the tournament. Wow. And I had him at like plus seven fifty, seven and a half mm -hmm. to one. And by winning that tournament, it put me in the black for the year because I was just down a little bit. Yeah. And that was I, I wanna say that was five years ago, four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the black every year wow. until last right, year. Sure. So I'm like Kind of hesitant stepping into the golf, you know. We're gonna start slow. But still so, ready to rebound. Though. Hopefully, Xander Shoffley gets gets me rolling. Good. So, golf, football, basketball seasons in full swing. Mm -hmm. The Nuggets look nice. See, we got a ton to talk about, but absolutely, it'll be all Super Bowl next week. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Aloha, mamá. Sorry for responder hasta ahora. Estuve toda la tarde con mi unidad arreglando un helicóptero Black Hawk. Hawaii es increíble. Luego te cuento más. Te quiero. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español.